Hi, everyone, and welcome into Career Competitor, the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. As always, we're brought to you by the CG Sports Network, and I'm Steve Meller. I'm delighted to have you join the show. If this is the first time that you're listening in, it's an absolute pleasure to have you, and you've picked a fantastic episode to tune in for, simply because we are welcoming Ashley Drummond to the show. And Ashley can only be described as a health and fitness Swiss army knife. She has got so many things going on in so many different areas within the health and fitness industry. But most famously, a couple of years back, she was on the TV show Shark Tank, where she pitched her ABS protein pancakes, successfully got some great support for her product. And these pancakes are the same nutrition as a protein shake packed into a stack of delicious pancakes so you can enjoy pancakes and waffles every day while hitting your weight loss and nutrition goals. Now, as impressive as it is to go on a show like Shark Tank and get support for your product, her story goes way beyond that. As Ashley starts to provide more and more accounts of her career journey within this interview, you're going to find that every step of the way, as she finds more and more success, she also finds more and more uncharted territory, which means that we have to be willing to potentially fail, to ask questions, to ask for help. And this is a big part of our discussion here today, guys. It's it's admitting vulnerability, being comfortable with vulnerability. And I love that Ashley was willing to bring this to the forefront of this discussion so that we could have a really great, open and honest conversation about what is kind of seen as a weakness. And we both agreed that it's definitely not. It's about finding ways to understand and manage this emotion that we sometimes have when it comes to maybe being fearful of taking on something that we're not too comfortable with, that we're not necessarily educated on. So just some fantastic discussion topics And I don't want to go too much more into it because I want to save it for the interview. So at this moment, I will stop and I will just welcome in Ashley Drummonds to the Career Competitor Podcast. And I hope you all enjoy. Hey, everyone. Just a quick reminder before we jump into the interview that if you're not yet, you should be subscribed to the show. If you're listening to me on Apple Podcasts, go ahead, press that subscribe button. And at the same time, leave us some sort of rating as well. I think we're worthy of five stars. I'll leave that up to you. But at the same time, these ratings go a long, long way. So especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, subscribe to the show. But whatever podcasting platform you're listening to is on, be sure to be following us. And also, if you're on Instagram, career underscore competitor, that's where you're going to find more information about our episodes, some behind the scenes footage of each and every interview. And you can, of course, use Instagram to reach out to me, direct message me, let me know what you think of episodes, what you think of the show, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search for my name, Steve Meller. Send me a message. Let me know if you or maybe someone you know would be a great person to come on the show. But for now, let's go right to our interview. Well, I'm delighted to be welcoming in Ashley Drummonds to the Career Competitor Podcast. Today, you're down in sunny Florida. How are you today? I'm doing good. And it is actually sunny today, which I'm super grateful for. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And we are in this phase of the show right now where I've actually had a couple of health and fitness experts come on and talk to me. And for me, in terms of the evolution of this show, a big part of being successful in life is prioritizing health and fitness. And and for someone who's been within that world pretty much my entire life, having the opportunity to sit down and speak with someone who is so 
consistently uh, you know, involved in it to this day as you. Um, I'm just excited to pick your brain and, and give our listeners the opportunity to learn from your story, but also hopefully drop some, some really good nuggets of information in terms of just being more consistently driven towards your health and fitness. So I'm really excited about this, Ashley. I'm glad we got an opportunity to to, to meet and do this. Tell everybody, just uh, in your own words, just your background and what's gotten you to where you are today. Yeah, I'll give you the short version. Um, <laughs> so back in 2009, I started doing personal training and it started out because in high school, I was always an athlete. I loved sports. I went through college and I really struggled with picking a major because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do any of this stuff. I don't want to be like in a traditional field. I don't want to sit at a desk all day long. I have no idea. Um, and I don't think I figured out what I wanted to do until like two weeks before I finished my bachelor's degree. So halfway through it, I was like, you know what, I'll just get a business degree because one day I think I want to own my own business, mm-hmm. but I don't know what else to do. And I was in like, again, the short version, it was a very pivotal time in my life. And a lot of stuff was like falling apart, which in hindsight was coming together. Um, and I was just like, God, I don't know what I want to do. I'm supposed to be, I'm two weeks away from graduating college and I'm supposed to be getting like my first big job, except for, I don't even know where to apply because none of these sound fun. And in the meantime, ironically, every job I started applying for, I couldn't get hired for. And like, I always joke with people, like I was like top of the class, like a top athlete. I had my degree. I couldn't get hired at Olive Garden, like to be a host. And I was like, what is my problem? Like I can't do anything. Um, so I had a lot of free time and in my free time, I was just like obsessing with YouTube of workouts and how to do strength training and healthy recipes that were foods that I loved. So like ways that I can make like a turkey burger instead of like your regular cheeseburger. And this is what I did for weeks because I had nothing else to do. Um, And it got to the point where it was like the end of 2009 and I was either going to run out of money to pay my rent or I was going to end up moving back home because like nothing was breaking through. And I was like really trying to do some soul searching and make a decision. And I just remember like venting to somebody and I was like, the only thing I enjoy right now is worrying about all these workouts and trying out all these recipes. And like a light bulb kind of went off. I was like, oh, wait, maybe I could do something. In <laughs> That's, a career. That's a career. That's a career. Right. People get paid to do this. Um, and like instantly, like I signed up for the NASM CPT course. I got all my stuff shipped to me. And it's funny how in life, like when you're in alignment and you're doing things from like an authentic place, instead of just trying to escape or like out of desperation, how things happen so fast. Mm -hmm. And I had not even started my course for NASM and I started applying for personal training jobs. And instantly I remember I was in Virginia and I applied to one in Tampa at the Harbor Island Athletic Club, which at the time was like a super fancy place to be and no experience, no qualifications. And the guy took a phone interview with me. This was before you could do video calls and interviews. And he was like, you know what? I want to take a chance on you. You're hired. I was like, what? I can't like, I'm overqualified for these other jobs and you're hiring me with no experience and qualifications. So that's kind of how it started. And it really started because I was passionate about, I wanted to help people 
with their health and fitness, because I just discovered so much of what it did for my confidence and my self-esteem by strength training, by taking care of my body. So I wanted to teach that to other people. And that's kind of how the journey started into health and fitness. So I'll just stop there. (laughs) No, that's a great place to stop because so much to unravel even right away there is I love something something I've picked up on over the years and I love that you, you're able to bring this to light is a lot of people will go and apply for opportunities and, and seek opportunities in things that they think they're supposed to just go and do. And yeah. the lack of energy that you're bringing to a moment like that is really obvious to someone who's maybe the hiring manager. Like mm-hmm. this person doesn't seem to want this opportunity. They seem to just be here because they feel as though they need to be here. And then suddenly you have a phone interview where you can't even truly portray emotion or excitement. You can only do it verbally. And probably that energy and that excitement came through the phone that you were trying to get your foot in the door on a journey that made so much more sense that was aligned, as you said, that word alignment, you know, that is what finding a passion and pursuing a passion is all about it's there for everybody to see right i'm sure once you had that light bulb moment anyone and everyone in your life just suddenly said yes ashley that's that's this is what i've always thought about you yeah that's kind of what's funny is so prior to that i was working at while i was going through school i was working as a bank teller at a bank And it was super slow, but the setup of it was really perfect because it was so slow. I did all of like my studying and my coursework just sitting there, Mm. but they used to always make fun of me because I would bring dumbbells and weights behind (laughs) the taller line. And if no, if nobody was there, I was like, Hey, I'm just going to do some lunges and my shoulder presses. They're like, you are so weird. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm not going to sit here for eight hours and do nothing. So when I got into the fitness business, they were like, yeah, I'm not shocked. Like that's all you ever did. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of true, but it really is true too with making decisions out of alignment. And I mean, I I always use that as even though this was like so long ago as a almost like um like a treasure map for my own life because when I'm in situations where things are not working out like not that they have to be easy, but there's just so much resistance. I always stomp and reflect and I'm like, all right, I know that if I'm having this much resistance, it's because somewhere there's a disconnect. Either I'm pursuing things that deep down aren't really right for me and I'm doing it from the wrong place or I'm looking at this from a wrong angle or something along those lines. So when I feel stuck, I actually stop taking so much action and I kind of just step back and reflect of like, and I always tell people this of like, all that matters is the why behind what you're doing, whether it's a workout it's a career, it's a relationship, whatever the goal is, like, why do you want it? Because you're going to figure out, is that actually what you want? And then you can make the right decisions from there. So, so yeah. That, I mean, that that's some very valuable insight straight away again, is, is understanding that, that, that sometimes the why doesn't, I think, and this is something that gets discussed a lot these days, we find your why, find your why. But sometimes you need these teeny tiny whys on, on, on any given day. And, and and for me personally, you know, you use that example of exercise. I, I go in my garage and why do I go in my garage to work out? Because I know how I need to work out. 
I know I need a little bit of privacy. I know I need to have some intensity. And I know that my wife and two kids probably don't want to see dad doing that in the living room when they're trying to play with toys and what whatever it may be. And so for me, my why is that teeny tiny 20 minute escape that I know for my for my health and my well being is really important. And and, and for and again, like we talk about our whys in terms of big picture so much, but there are so many little whys that go throughout the day, I feel, just hearing you talk this way. For you there, working in a bank, being bored, opportunity to to maybe regress within your day in that boredom, but instead you actually found ways to advance within your day. Why? Because it was just it was something that you needed to do. It was something that was important for you to feel more aligned, right? Right. Yeah, boredom can teach you a lot about what you truly love. Hmm. What do you do when you're bored? For me, I'm you like, well, I'll go take a walk or I'll go yeah. do a workout or I'll try this recipe. And like, there's some sort of clue in there to what you should be doing here. Or like, I love reading self-help books and personal mm. development books. Like, well, no wonder like this is what I do. But yeah. I agree with you that I think you're why it's important too, because I think sometimes um, I actually, I was doing a podcast about this because people were talking about feeling unmotivated or uninspired, like they start the journey and then they kind of feel like, yeah, but I'm not really motivated anymore. And I was addressing the why I said, sometimes the motivation behind why you're doing things is simply because what you started with is no longer what motivates you. It's not that you don't love this or you don't want the same things, but you've disconnected from the why maybe in the beginning, like I want to lose 10 pounds because I want to get a date. Like I hear that from a lot of people, like I would feel better. Then you lose the 10 pounds. Now you don't really care about the date because you feel better about yourself. So now it's like, well, actually now I just want to be able to squat five pounds heavier. Like your why is constantly changing. So anytime people are struggling with motivation and inspiration, I'm like, well, maybe you need a new why. Maybe you need a new connection to what the inspiration is. And it's not that you're on the wrong path. It's just what used to motivate you doesn't motivate you anymore. And it's the same thing with business. Like when I first started my business, I was motivated by the monetary value. Like if I could hit six figures, this would be amazing. And then I did that and I kind of like lost my drive because it was like, oh, I feel the same. Yeah. Like now I need a new why. And it's the whole thing. Like when ambition switches from ambition to meaning, meaning mm-hmm. is when like, you're like, I don't really care anymore about that. What I care about is the meaning behind what I'm doing. I, yeah, that's fantastic stuff. And to the, the ambition to the meaning, it's like this ever evolving why it's not necessarily changing. It's that the why is just finding new you know, definitions within itself all the time and, right. and growing. I, I love that. I've never really heard it put that way before. That's that's some really cool insight. But seeing as you brought up the business story a little <laughs> bit there, let's talk about that. Um, it's a big reason as to why we got connected. And, and, and I'm really excited to learn more about the story here because you brought us up to that moment where you had the, the light bulb moment and realized this is where you're going to go. Let's continue the story a little bit. How did the business become what it is today? Yeah. So I was doing personal training very quickly. If you've ever, which I'm sure you have, if you've ever done anything fitness in a gym, it's not the funnest place to express your passion because it goes very quickly from passion and fitness and inspiration to sales, logistics, and operations. And you're like, this is not what I signed up for. Right. Um, 
So within like four months of that job, I decided I wanted to do my own personal training business and I transitioned out. I started just, I was training with people anywhere they wanted somebody. I was going to parks. I was going to offices, people's homes. I did that for four and a half years or so. And I loved it. And I was like feeling the inspiration a little bit, but then I started to get burned out because it felt like something felt like it was missing and I couldn't really figure out why. And I think it was part of it was myself of, I felt like I had grown as much as I could grow the business to that point without like hiring on a bunch of employees. And so I, I did a lot of soul searching of like, well, I still want to do something in health and fitness. I still want it to, in a way, impact people and help them, but I want it to have scalability. Sure. So I had a goal. I wanted to make a hundred thousand dollars and I wanted to make it online and I wanted it to be in something I was really passionate about. And I got really deep into learning all about meditation and visualization. So for two weeks, I remember every morning I would wake up. My first client was five 30. So I would sit there eating my breakfast at 5 a.m. And I like lit this candle. I had no idea how to meditate, but I was like, I think some people stare at a candle in silence. <laughs> so I'm like sitting there eating my breakfast and like this candle's lit. And all I'm thinking about is like my passion, $100,000 online, something that's helping people. And I kept doing this and like, I was getting so frustrated because I was like, I have no idea. I don't know. Like, do I do virtual personal training? Like that's the same thing, just virtually. And one morning I was making this breakfast where I'm like mixing up this powder and recipe and all these things. And I'm like eating pancakes. And I remember I went to my client that morning and they were like, Hey, I got a question. What do you eat for breakfast every day? Because like, I'm really like, I can't eat another egg white. I can't keep <laughs> drinking protein shake. Right. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I get that. I can't do that either. I eat pancakes every morning. They were like, what? Oh, like, tell me more about this. And I was like, oh, you don't know about protein pancakes? They're like, no. So I like made a little bag. Like I made that next morning, I made up my recipe and I just put it in a Ziploc bag and I gave it to my client. And I was like, just add an egg and some water, mix it up. It'll make four pancakes, same nutrition as your protein shake, but that's what I eat. And they ate it. And like, I just remember that moment where I was like, wait a minute, like in the exchange, I was like, yeah. I wonder <laughs> there's something I... here. There's something here. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I mean, this was back when nobody protein pancakes didn't exist. So this right. is 2014. And if they did, I would have bought it. I would have been sure. eating it all the time. Hmm. Um, and so I remember I like went home and I Googled, I was like, how to start a supplement line because I didn't. I didn't know what to Google. Like it wasn't really a protein line, but it also, it wasn't really a food. Mm -hmm. um, and it took me hours and hours of Googling and asking people questions. And I would talk to anybody that would give me the time of day that had, I don't care if they were selling bottled water or like, I don't know, like brownies out of a truck, like somebody who knew something that could help me connect the dots. Yeah. And I just remember that in my gut, I knew something was there and I made a really terrible Instagram post. I mean, terrible because it's like, if you saw the picture, it's the worst content marketing ever. <laughs> and it was like my breakfast. I took a picture right. of my breakfast and I posted it. I was like, 
eating protein pancakes. If you want some, let me know. <laughs> That's something along those Very lines. direct. Very direct. <laughs> right. Yeah. Whole call to action, website, everything. No. And I remember like a few people messaged me on Instagram. They're like, hey, where do I buy this? And I was like, oh my God, somebody wants to buy my product. Right. From there, I just, I like abandoned all doubt. And I was like, I'm doing this. I don't know how. I don't know if this is even legal to do, but I'm doing it. <laughs> and that's kind of how it started. I mean, it was just such trial and error. And like, there's so many different versions of the product that I've had yeah. that it's like, people ask all the time, like, where do you start? I'm like, you start with like the worst possible packaging and like posting and content because at least like you're getting over the hesitancy of starting things. It's like fitness, workouts, sports. How do you start getting fit? Will you just go to the gym and try out a couple exercises Mm -hmm. and the next week add a little weight behind it. And then the, like, eventually you're like, Oh, I'm doing it. Like, this is actually like something. Yeah. And um, it comes, it comes from a place of vulnerability at the end of the day. And I think that's yeah. one of those words that gets massively overlooked in the health and fitness industry is when someone makes that decision to approach someone like you, who is a self-conscious about whatever it is they're self-conscious about, or who does want to make that improvement on themselves. It's being vulnerable in that moment. It's saying, Hey, I am willing to expose something about myself in order to potentially better myself. And here you are in this story of your business saying, here's a really shitty advert for my, for my pancakes, <laughs> but I'm still selling them. I'm still, I'm still offering them to people. And if you want to come get it, like you know where I am. And lo right. and behold, you got your first couple of customers from something that now you're able to look back in the moment you probably thought this was a genius idea and this is great this is wonderful and i i do the same thing i'm three years into this podcast now i listen back to some of my first episodes and it was question answer question answer and i'm like oh i cringe i don't want to listen to it i'm like why would i ever ever have thought this was good content and you know now it's it's evolved i've learned i understand what is something that is maybe appealing and what isn't and that's exactly what you're saying here, and you referenced the Shark Tank experience there too. Was that pro- that that must have been the moment where you thought all of my hard work, all of my gut instincts, they're being realized right now. People are seeing the value in this. Um, absolutely. There's so I do want to go back with what you're talking about on vulnerability mm. because. I think actually I've had to like relearn this lesson because in the beginning, I think it's easier to be vulnerable because nobody expects you to know what you're doing. Mm. It has been harder for me since Shark Tank to remember that it's okay to not know how to do something or not to do this. But there was a huge, I'm, I'm talking like probably 2016 to like 2018, maybe even some of 2019, it was really, really hard because when you do get exposure like Shark Tank, you are expected to know like, oh, you got it all figured out. Like you're just coasting, you're banking, like things are fine. That's a great point. Yeah. It's really hard. And I think age has a lot to do with it too. The older you get, you're an adult now. Like (laughs) that was cute in the beginning. Like now you need to have it figured out. And I think this creates a lot of struggles with us. I don't know how old you are, but like once you get past like 30, it's almost like people expect you to be done figuring out your life, to be done like figuring out what you want, that right. it makes it really intimidating when you're like, I'm still just as lost as I was 10 years ago, except for yeah. I'm lost in a new territory. Like, yeah, right. I know how to start a product line. 
I have no idea how, as social media continues to change, I have to relearn social media and I have to relearn email marketing and all these other things. So with Shark Tank, like, yes, at that moment, I was like, I've made it. My dreams are coming true. Like all my problems are going to be gone. I'm going to get a deal. I'm going to walk off and like, I can relax. And that is, I mean, it did all happen and I'm very grateful for it. That is not what happened. I think I had more problems after Shark Tank than prior to Shark Tank, just because you kind of are expected to know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Nobody comes in to save you or save your business, even though you think that's what's going to happen. But even more so, it's a lot harder to ask questions because like in the beginning when you don't have any kind of credibility or proof, People think it's cute. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll help you. Like, I see you're trying to get started. It's cool. You get exposure like Shark Tank and the other platforms. People are like, shouldn't you know how to do these things? Like, what? No. Now I feel stupid. I don't know what I'm doing. So, I mean, I think the willingness to be vulnerable is huge. And if you have, if you have mastered vulnerability, I think you can go very far because when you no longer have any fear of embarrassment, humiliation, or looking stupid, you don't get afraid of asking questions or like taking risk and stepping out there and being like, Oh, whoops. Turns out I don't actually know how to do Facebook ads. I tried like, let's yeah. try that again. Yeah. I, I like that. It kind of, that, that tied together really nicely. Just that, you know, experience there with Shark Tank and, and, and the, the idea of mastering vulnerability. And I think for, for part of, part of that mastering of it, comes down to just being willing to discuss it and and that's what i'm enjoying here is that anybody listening should appreciate the the importance of it is understanding that if you feel as though you're well on your way in your career but you do still have questions it's okay to ask it's okay to seek help even if you're the one in charge and maybe you see someone beneath you who seems to be potentially and this is crazy to think right maybe there's someone beneath you that's doing something or a component of your job you you see them maybe doing it better than you're capable of doing my wife is actually going through this right now she got a promotion she's uh, working within pharmacy but she's now doing a lot more management and she's very paranoid right now of just how her management skills how her organizational skills are going to be potentially criticized by those she's now overseeing and i tell her all the time I'm married to you. I know how organized you are. You've no, you've got nothing to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it, but it, but it's it's true, and it's a very normal thing to feel as you start to take on more responsibility. You have to somehow be more qualified at more things at the same time without having the time to maybe go and get the education, and that's that's tough. That's difficult, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like how are you supposed to know how to do this when you've never been here before you've never had this experience before I actually so one of my best friends similar situation she is interviewing right now for a very big promotion and director position and we were chatting yesterday on the phone about it and she's like man I'm so in my head because I do want this but then there's a part of me that's like I don't know how to do this I'm not good enough I don't have any experience in like managing or directing people and all that I was like isn't it so funny how as soon as you step into like unknown territory, your brain immediately goes to that like 12 or 13 year old little kid Mm -hmm. of like, oh my God, I don't know how to be in the world. I'm so scared that it's almost like you have to have this weird conversation with your, because your brain's job is to protect you. It's survival. That's how it works. 
So when you do that, it reverts back to parts of life where it's like, oh, hey, remember this one time when you were 12 and scared of the snake and nobody could see you? <laughs> but it's like, you almost have to learn to develop a relationship with that part of yourself. Be like, hey, I get it. I agree with you. This is super scary. But remember, the snake didn't bite us. We actually like figured it out. And like, you have to just like, it's almost like, I think a lot of people try to get rid of the fear. And there's so much stuff out there that's like, eliminate fear, like, conquer fear, whatever. It's like, I don't actually think that that's possible because every time you're in a new place, it's natural to be scared. I don't think it's about getting rid of it. I think it's about befriending it and remembering like, Hey, thank you for trying to protect me. I know what you're doing. Good job. But now I'm going to be the adult and remind you like, Hey, we've done this before. We've overcome obstacles before we know how to move forward and take, take on new responsibilities. Yeah, befriending the fear. I love it. That's a, that's a, a big quote I'm going to take from this discussion. And one thing I love asking people and hearing you talk about the this sort of ever-evolving approach you have to whys and goals and just simply your day-to-day, -day, it sounds like. What, what do you describe when you get to the end of the day as a win? And what do you maybe describe as a loss? Like how, how do you sort of consider a successful day versus maybe not not so much? That's a good question. I have never been asked that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily do it day by day. Um, I think more so like it's probably looking back like over chunks of periods. So maybe more like a few weeks, months, or if like a situation comes back around and I'm working on something, it's easier for me to assess it. But like success used to be very tangible for me to define. It used to be like, did I make this much money this month as compared to last month? Did I get this many new customers? Did I work out five days a week and have two days of recovery? That's what it used to be. Um, I think now my success is based a lot more on how much time I spend checking in with myself. Because if I get too caught up in tangible things, I will do things that I know don't necessarily feel right. And all I mean is it's like, if sometimes life gets busy and I can only do four days a week of my workouts, but if it's like, no, this fitness guru says I have to do five, <laughs> and yeah. whatever, like that doesn't really translate as success to me. So I always, I, every morning and every night, regardless of how I feel, I always spend time in like checking in with my mindset emotionally. I journal of like, how am I feeling? Do I feel in alignment? Do I feel like I'm doing things that are like connected to my overall vision and goals? And as long as like that is on point, I'm not super concerned throughout the day because I know my intention behind my workout, the work, my relationship is coming from that place. So, I mean, that's probably how I check in each day on, I guess that would be success of more just, did I spend well, yeah, it's that, it's that comfort with intent, that, that, that being comfortable yeah. with your intention for the day, I think that is success. I think that is, that is a win. And it's something we talk about all the time on this show is the, the competitor within us. And I think you're talking about that there, there, there are variable, variables of that. You can have the version of you that's like, I can't miss out on my fifth workout of the week, but then you have this variable of you, which is maybe more aligned and, and more willing to compromise and understand and say, well, in terms of the priorities, in terms of the intent for today, I'm sorry, but the fifth workout for the week kind of falls down in terms of priorities. Like these are the priorities for today. And I, I was intending on, on, you know, completing this particular area of my life today. And I think, I think that's an important message. And it's what I love so far about 
everything that we've discussed, Ashley, is that we haven't really touched the word competing very often, which is, is a big part of what this show is. But if you think you can you can be competitive without feeling aligned, without having an ever-evolving why, without befriending fear, like all these sort of things that we're bringing up here mm-hmm. are massive, massive parts of being comfortable with who you are as a competitor in terms of that career trajectory and, and trying to accomplish things um, within your life. So it, it almost sounds to me like what you're saying is just being comfortable, being comfortable with your approach yeah. each and every day. Yeah, and I mean... Trust me, I am highly competitive. I am oh, yeah. very. <laughs> I do work. And that's obvious and, too. That's very obvious, and I love it. I love it. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong. Like competition is good if it's coming from the right place. So I mean, exactly. I've done CrossFit workouts. I've done competitions. I've done all these things. And if there is somebody that I feel like we have similar strengths and weaknesses, you better believe I'm going to compete with you. If you're three hmm. seconds past ten minutes. I'm going to do like 9.55, even if I, like, it doesn't matter. So, I mean, I have that part of me, but I think there's a way to be competitive wisely and there's a way to be stupid about it. Like you have to, there's a fine line because I am not going to compete. For example, when it comes to business, and this is just time and age and learn. Mm. When it comes to business, I am not going to compare my annual gross sales to somebody who is backed by 15 different venture capitalists. I'm going to fail every time. I'm always going to lose. It's a different business model. It's a different platform. So it's kind of like you can compete with somebody that's of equal level to you. And I think that that's the most important. But even in that, even if I go in head to head with somebody that's somewhere along where I feel like I should be at the end of the day, you're competing against yourself. Mm -hmm. That's all that matters. Like, did you give your best? Did you train and prepare and do everything you possibly could then let your success be your success. And somebody else is totally different because one thing I have learned is you can win in certain things and lose in other things. And if you're comparing one small thing like business again, I may be losing in their business model, but I could be winning in other areas of life that they're not necessarily feeling like they're winning. And like everything, social media is the worst. Social Uh media is like, everybody's highlight reels with, but none of it is actually real. So, I mean, I think as long as you know who you are, when you show up to things and you're pursuing goals, you're doing it with the best intention and with your best efforts, you can have a really healthy competitive drive that keeps you focused and disciplined and consistent to move towards your goals without getting caught up in comparison. Yeah. That's a really great way to summarize it. And for anyone for anyone who's looking to learn more and hear more from Ashley, she's a podcaster. She's a podcaster. Yeah. And I, I checked out one of your episodes before this just to see what my competition, <laughs> stick with that word, what my competition was like. Um, but in terms of what it is you're doing with your podcast, Ashley, tell everybody what you're doing. My intention behind the podcast, and I actually started it this year, and the reason being is because my biggest passion, it doesn't matter what I'm doing, is I just want to help inspire and empower other people to really live their best version of themselves. So pretty much the whole thing is just me kind of talking to you in this way, helping you connect the dots in your own life, helping you understand your own journey, but also giving you specifics on how to train and discipline your mindset so that I don't, I'm not trying to get you to come to me for everything. I am trying to redirect it and teach you how to go to yourself and understand your own patterns and habits and behaviors and really just 
get empowered in your own life. So that way, I mean, you can really figure out your whys and what you truly want. So if you did listen to it, most of the episodes come from either a client or customer or a message on Instagram where people are like, Hey, I keep falling off track on this. Or what do you have suggestions on letting go and surrender? And how do you stay motivated? It's just like 30 to 45 minutes of, I am just talking to you the way I would talk to you. If you came to me directly and like throw that out in the podcast, like, all right, here's the problem. You're not clear on what you want. (laughs) Yeah. And that, and and again, we, we both come from the same place in terms of what we're trying to do with our shows. We're we're doing it very differently, but you know, that we talk about it all the time on this show is helping people optimize themselves, optimize their career um, and, and do it in a way that, that is healthy, that is realistic. And and so much of what we've discussed here today, Ashley, is exactly that. And I'm so appreciative of your time. I knew this was going to be just a, a, a really valuable episode and it's it's 100% delivered on that. Um, in the meantime, I, I know we obviously both despise social media, <laughs> um, but if someone were to be on Instagram or something like that and they wanted to learn more about you, tell everybody all your information. Yeah, you can connect with me directly on Instagram. It's just at Ashley Drummonds. It's my name. And then the business is at abs underscore protein pancakes. So it's the easiest place where most of the content goes out. Yeah, awesome, awesome stuff. Well, Ashley, again, so appreciative of your time. I know how busy you are. And uh, thanks again for joining the show. Yeah, thank you, Steve. And my thanks again to Ashley for joining us on the show today. As I mentioned at the outset, this was going to be a really great discussion providing some incredible insight from someone who is still very much in the early phases of her success story of building her career. I mentioned that term of Swiss Army knife within the health and fitness industry at the outset, and you start to get a feel listening to Ashley's story that her comfort level with taking on all these different components within her life, within her career, come from that alignment that she has with who she is. That's at the center. That's at the focus point of of what she's doing each and every day. But when we hear a success story as well like Ashley's, we start to say, well, we've heard these stories before. We've heard people talk about adversity before. But what I love about this story, we haven't heard that comfort of befriending fear. And in so many ways, it's almost an unrealistic objective to just truly befriend fear, be completely comfortable with it. But it's something that is worth trying to do. It makes sense to me. It makes sense that we should be becoming that comfortable with fear, allowing it in our day, not pushing it away. And I think that is the, amongst many other things that I am going to take from this discussion, maybe the thing that I'm going to try and implement within my life in order to find more success, to become a greater a greater competitor in the work that I'm doing, befriending the fear, and with that, accepting vulnerability, and with that, accepting challenges that come my way, et cetera, et cetera. So again, I told you at the beginning, a great discussion. It really was. I hope you took some things that resonate maybe a little bit more with you. If so, great. That's what this show is all about. Finding ways to challenge you, the listener, to optimize who you are to become a greater competitor within your career. So again, thank you so much for joining me. If you have yet to, make sure you're subscribed or following the show on whatever podcast and platform you're listening to is on. And in the meantime, guys, best of luck with anything and everything you've got going on within your world. 
and I look forward to speaking with you all again very soon. Bye for now.